You're in tune to the Fusebox Radio Broadcast. Uh, turn the music up inside my session. These folks gotta hear my message. Bringing balanced black radio to the masses. All right, everybody, one, two, one, two, what's going on? You're now in tune to another session of the syndicated Fusebox radio broadcast, bringing you what we call a slice of black radio to the masses each and every week, bringing the balance back to black radio, and all that we're bringing dope music and commentary to the masses representing our corner of the black diaspora here in the States. And that includes a mixture of music such as hip-hop, soul, funk, jazz, reggae, and more, independent and mainstream. And us just talking on some various news topics and pop culture things and whatnot that are on our minds. And since we're doing this show before the Christmas break and holiday, we've got a lot to get into, so let's go on and get right into that. For those who've been listening to us for a minute, thank you. We really appreciate it. For those who are new, thanks for checking us out. We hope you stick along. And let me do the intro, because you might be like, who is this chick talking? On the Mixing Commentarian, you got myself, DJ Fusion, on the side doing the beatbox. You got my bro who does the same thing. Let me have him go ahead and introduce himself. If the funky black jazz sister going to give it to your sister in her hip-hop, and why did this first watch the black serpentine work? Yes, indeed, word is born left to the whole wheel wide world. Of course, me and DJ Fusion rocking it again. Peace, love. What's happening? Yeah, doing pretty good. Doing pretty good. Just wrapping up this last, I think, less than two weeks oh. before we get into 2016. We've had good things happen in 2015. We've had some not good things happen in 2015 that definitely make me feel like, um, yeah, this year needs to be over and go away. But one of the good things, of course, is us being able to do this show and rocking on and you know, maintain our past listenership and get some new ones from all different corners. We really appreciate y'all checking this out, whether it's through the um, Die Hard podcast way or through any of the internet radio folks who take care of us, FM folks, so forth and so on. And yeah, man, um, we definitely got some things to get into. So we're going to get right in to that wonderfulness during this kind of weird winter so far in our corner of the states some days it feels like winter some days it feels like spring trying to make people sick and what have you but it's all good for those who aren't familiar with our show's format let me just break it down real quick in terms of how we do things we pretty much try to break it down in thirds as much as possible with very few exceptions at the beginning we do you know our promo spiel say how you can check us out and all that there's any other events coming out shout out so forth and so on then both myself and the Black Hawk get to talking about some stuff that's on our mind, whether it's anything from politics to pop culture and everything in between. And then we get into the um, music mixes, um, first off with myself and um, then with him. So, yeah, let's go ahead and get into that. Real quick rundown in terms of how you can check us out, no matter what and when. Uh, our official website is FuseBoxRadioOnline.com, F-U-S-E-B-O-X-R-A-D-I-O-O-N-L-I-N-E.com. You can also check us out at FuseBoxRadio.com, since we were finally, after literally, yeah, what, yeah. damn near a decade, able to get the um, site name. So you can go to okay. either of those sites and find out all of our wonderful information. Our official blog is BlackRadioIsBack.com. Our social media the vast majority of it ends with Fusebox Radio. So, for example, twitter.com slash Fusebox Radio. 
YouTube.com slash Fusebox Radio, Instagram.com slash Fusebox Radio, so forth and so on. Our official Facebook page is Facebook.com slash Fusebox Radio Show, one word. And definitely, thanks to a lot of people who are interacting more with the site, whether it's sharing stories, hitting us um, through our messenger on there behind the scenes, and um, just hitting that little thumbs up button. Stuff like that really helps us out. And us being a two-person operation that does a lot more stuff than just a show you know every uh, bit of stuff helps out so everybody who follows um sends emails shouts us out etc we really appreciate all of that for our yeah, music yeah. folks you can go to the fuseboxradioonline.com site and find out exactly how to submit music to us so whether you're right. an indie or a quote-unquote major label we're constantly accepting um, music and all of that we tell you the format and everything in terms of how to send it through so y'all can go on ahead and do that. For 2016, we're going to start doing a few more interviews here and there. And a few more guest things, especially because we're going to be doing some spinoff shows. We'll be getting into details more later on during the first quarter of 2016. Yep. So stay tuned for that type of stuff. And the way we do interviews, basically, um, we're not going to be interviewing cornballs. Sometimes you gotta let that known up front. I'm glad that, you know, some people got into a studio and are doing various stuff, but this is a audio format. An audio format where nobody knows how to talk is whack. Or we're trying to talk down to people because we're both grown people. So we we aren't about that life. You know what I'm saying? Most of us, like, we aren't, like, you know, necessarily assholes about the accomplishments that we've done. Throughout the years, even with tribulations, but it's like, we've probably accomplished a decent amount more than some people have. So, you know, like, it's sweet that you got your joint on the blog, but, you know, don't don't be an arrogant dick about it. Because you will never get on the show. That's just how I feel. And, al- and also, briefly, briefly, is that um, I think the, the, the component energy of us both with her and her knowledge, and my knowledge of being blessed to have heard Mr. Magic, you know, really the first hip-hop DJ to hit the radio on in, on the planet, you know, and hearing hip-hop evolve from that time, I mean, you got a lot to impress, you know what I'm saying, so even if it's, you know, having a good vibe will, will be tapped, will be basically the, the bat will be the whole battle, you know. It, you know, I'm not, you know, we're not necessarily measuring against the greats, but at the same time, you know, we know what's good and what ain't. And we also know what's a good attitude and what ain't. Right? No doubt, no doubt. And we got events and other stuff that's going to be coming up around the first quarter of 2016. We'll be announcing um, later on. This is the time frame where besides us wrapping up, you know, regular life, 9 to 5 life, and so forth and so on, we kind of yeah. slow down a little bit for the next week or so. You'll still be getting content from us. Like, there's um some panel content I haven't had a chance to put on the, to the podcast yet that folks were a part of we're going to definitely have. We'll have some, you know, music stuff or whatever, too. So if somebody's dragging you to the post-Christmas sale or Hanukkah sale or New Year's sale or you're just like, I need something to listen to while we're traveling or whatever, the Fusebox Radio has your back. You'll be able to access us. And speaking of how to access us, shout out to Podomatic for hosting us. Um, Man, it's been damn near since, what, 2007, 2008. Um, they've been hosting our podcast, which we really appreciate. You can go ahead yeah. and grab us up via your favorite um, 
podcast um, service or app or music streaming service of choice. We're on the quote-unquote majors with them right now, such as iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Player FM, Audio Search, Yarn FM, SoundCloud, MixCloud, and so forth and so on. And if you don't remember any of this promo stuff, just search for Fusebox Radio Broadcast through your favorite search engine of choice, and a ton of our stuff will pop up. And we hope you all stick with us and uh, give us a listen. And yeah, that's about it on that end. So let's get into the um next portion of how we do things. Let's get on down. Yeah, man. Let's get to um talking about some stuff. Um oh quick note. We're going to talk about Star Wars The Force Awakens on this show. Um we're not gonna give away too much, but if you are like super I don't wanna hear nothing about nothing, you're gonna probably wanna avoid the last bit of our, our talk our talk segment. Before we get into the music, so I just want to give people a heads up on that right now. Um, I kind of do and I kind of don't, because this other stuff's going to go kind of quickly. Plus, it makes it a little easier for them to skip if they're using okay. the service later on. Yeah, since um, yeah, we both seen it obviously, so we're going to talk about how our feelings and stuff are um about that and go forth from there. And um, I acquired Chirac, and um, we'll talk about that soon. We'll talk about that soon. But um, anyway, let's um get into some of the stuff that's uh, happened this past week that is um seems interesting. Um, I'll start off with some Captain Obvious news. There has been a study that shows that white people react to evidence of white privilege by claiming greater personal hardships. Any person of color in the United States, much less any place else, is like no shit, sir. Like y'all had to do a study. <laughs> Um, this um, was done by Stanford's Graduate School of Business and was published in the Journal of Experimental Social Psychology, where the researchers pointed out that progress on racial equality is limited by the fact that many whites deny the existence of inequities, which again, no shit. Like, <laughs> this is one of those things where I don't know, like, going to, like, a white school or PWI, predominantly white institution or whatever, when I was undergrad, you always had those few people who were just there, like, and, like, you didn't belong. Like, affirmative action was, like, you you were born brown, they gave you free schooling. You didn't achieve something or get to a, a certain point, and if you did go through a hardship, it's like, you know, they went through another hardship. If you had to walk five miles in the snow, they had to walk 500 without any, like, knees or some shit like that. And it's and like every time I have every time I have personal contact with people like that and and or were around those type of people when they had contact with other people, I always notice that they tend to like you less. They tend to like you less if you can answer their questions. Like if they were were posing something about their views and you got history and other experience to back that up and you know, and it's not based upon you being proud just to win a debate. It's about you having facts and information. And those people normally like, those people normally don't like those people. Because it kind of puts them, it puts a mirror up to them. And let them know that you know this some bullshit. And you ain't, you know, you can't deal with that other issue. No doubt. Like, like, that's a normal part of life for people, I think, to a degree. In this country, and that in itself shows the inequities of this country. Where it's like, we gotta one-up you 
no matter what. Like, who wants to one-up somebody in terms of suffering? I don't. You know what I'm saying? Like, like what type of shit is that? Like, I went through some shit. I ain't went through even worse shit. It's not a competition. It really, really, really isn't. And trust and believe, I'm pretty damn sure the majority of people who've been through something, whether it was economic or emotional or whatever, because of how people view their race and ethnicity and all of that, they would be pretty happy to let that go, but it comes from other people. This is not stuff that people make up. And what have you. And if you're on the internet especially, let any story that relates to race come out. And the person who is being victimized or being done dirty or whatever is not a I'll, I'll go so far as to say a white person who somebody says looks pretty or handsome hell breaks loose all hell breaks loose we just, they're like hey man we should get equal no because they were going to be a thug I'm like nobody said that about any of these other people though but we're tripping but yeah I saw that I like I had to bring that up because again that was like one of the biggest no shit stories of the week to me but if y'all need to hear from somebody y'all think is smart, um, Stanford's Graduate School of Business did that. So, Just to let y'all know, I'm going to kind of hop all over the place because um, I got these stories pulled up in different angles. And, you know, it's I just started my personal vacation. So I want to kind of balance out the stories while I actually have a chance. I'm actually a little more loose and relaxed today. So just to let folks know. Um the guy who we talked about a few weeks back, Martin um, Shrikrelli, he made the big deal of um, raising up the prices for various drugs and stuff. Um, like over like 700 plus percent or whatever. Um, he got into the news for quite a few things. And one of those was also raising the price of another drug for sickness that tends to happen in Latin American countries. So that they're like, oh, you don't like um, black folks or Latino folks in drugs. or just poor people. That's cute. And dude, you know, <laughs> looks like a... I mean, dude, dude is a douchey-looking white boy, yo. Like, there's there's no way around it. Well, during the past week, I don't know how many people remember that um, that Wu-Tang album that was supposed to be auctioned off or whatever to, like, uh, an art collector or something. Um, the um, Once Upon a Time in Shaolin album. Um, he ended up buying it. And that got Wu-Tang a whole lot of crap because the concept of them auctioning the album off in the first place got them a whole lot of crap. Which I quite frankly understand. And I'm not mad at it because it's just they're like, so you're going to auction up something to the highest bidder and somehow think that the the public's going to be able to get a chance to listen to it. And, you know, that dude may, that dude or woman may or may not be, you know, a piece of crap. And whatnot. Plus, I'm one of those people, I don't like pretentiousness. And the Wu-Tang auction thing came off as very pretentious to me. <laughs> it became off as like a, a pretentious music marketing tool. Because I'm like, if the album was remotely cool, y'all would have released it. Because Wu-Tang Clan still has some diehard fans, even if you know people might not necessarily like the collective as a whole as they used to, much less maybe some of the individual MCs. But it's like, okay, y'all y'all said y'all build out of this. It got $2 million. It ended up going to this douchey guy that next to nobody, like the, even Donald Trump was like, this is an arrogant douchey guy. And, you know, Donald Trump is like, you know, a sweet potato from the pit of hell. He's a, a, a whack evil dude. And um, so this comes out, and, you know, hip-hop people are very mad about it. 
And, you know, dude acted douchey towards the hip-hop people. Well, the universe, gods, karma, sweet lady justice, or whatever came through. And <laughs> this dude ends up getting arrested over allegations of security fraud. Uh-huh. Because he did a bunch uh-huh. of screwed up to this other company that he owned. So I'm just there like, you know what, I'll allow it. Whatever deity or pure luck one believes in, I'll allow this because this dude just came off as a raging egomaniac and a prick. And I'm for it. Somehow, we gotta take the little slivers of justice that come our way. Oh, wow. And appreciate such things. And the funny thing is, like, the FBI even had to, like, put out a press release talk because we had people like, so what's up with the Wu-Tang album he bought? The FBI had to put out a press release saying that we haven't seized it yet. So, Wu-Tang Clan ain't nothing to fuck with, apparently. <laughs> and just regular people. So, I thought that was an interesting little side interlude story. On the opposite side of justice being done to um, rich, arrogant, white young men, um, from about a year or two ago, I don't know if you remember this story, um, um, there was a young guy in Texas who um, ended up killing a bunch of people via drunk driving. And they put up the defense of, because he was so rich, a.k.a. had affluenza, he didn't know, you know, the consequences of his actions. And he ended up getting, like, a bullshit sentence for, like, about, I think, 10 years of probation or something like that. <laughs> well, guess what happened to him? What happened? Him and his mom cannot be found. They bailed out. They rolled out the country. At least that's what's being suspected as of right now. And people are suspecting he rolled out the country because somebody leaked a tape of him breaking his um, probation violations by drinking. Next thing you know, the sheriffs of them go over to the spot because he ended up missing a probation check-in. And there's like next to nothing in, in the house that him and his mom lived in. So, you want to tell me that white privilege don't exist? On some level, that some people aren't, or I'll put it this way, or some people with money aren't protected more than regular people are protected in the quote-unquote U.S. justice system. No doubt about that. You can kiss my ass, because first and foremost, 10 years probation for drunk driving and killing people. Most people wouldn't get that if they were just caught drunk driving. You're going to go to jail for a minute. And then, you know, four innocent people got killed because of this dude boozing up and whatever else. But because he was rich and he had the complexion for the protection, he got his particular sentence. And now you're looking at the mainstream news talking about wow, maybe that affluenza thing wasn't a thing. Yeah, maybe it fucking wasn't. Like, this this thing has me blown. And you know, now they're offering an award to get him and all that stuff, but I'm like, I live in a relatively decent neighborhood. In a decent area. If there was a rich black person who owned one of these big houses that's like maybe 15 to 20 minutes away from where I live, and they end up killing a bunch of people, I'll go in so far to say of, of any ethnic background, and they happen to be black, Latino, Asian, etc., and they're around that same age, they were talking about, I have affluenza because my parents, you know, raised, raised me around a whole bunch of money, I, I don't know about truth and consequences. You couldn't tell me they wouldn't get any jail time. <laughs> you can't tell me if somebody from PG County who had money and happened to be, you know, 
darker than alabaster did that that they wouldn't have gotten at least a little bit of jail time i definitely believe that most people and most most of that that group that you named the majority of them uh would give jail time in jersey and new york for the for 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 that the you know of of black Latino and Asian. Mm-hmm. I mean, drunk driving is serious. Like, I don't care what your background is, that's dead serious. Because many people can can get in danger in accidents, and unfortunately, with this one, people also got killed, literally yeah, killed. But you know, again, that's that's another side of the the scales of earthly justice not working properly and going a certain way and ah, I hope by the time we broadcast the next few weeks these cats get caught and they they get what they deserve um let's see here next up yeah I'm gonna hop back and forth on these stories shout out to Serena Williams Sports Illustrated's 2015 Sports Person of the Year no doubt which she well deserves her and her yes, situation yes. like changed the game, literally right. changed the game of tennis. And throughout this past year, she's she's still been killing it. And it's not just on the level of the sports. And like she looks like she's becoming the sports athlete that's about more than the sport. You can be apolitical. That's hey, that that's your life to live, whatever, whatever. But you know, Serena was one of those folks who was straight up, you know, talking on folks, you know, about. Hey man, this Black Lives Matter thing is a real thing, and I ain't gonna right. be quiet about it. You know what I'm saying? You know, folks, you know, built up things on on the business, and folks, you know, did the movie thing. They've done tons of stuff, and also, you know, even though she didn't get, <clears throat> excuse me, that that Grand Slam, she did so much this past year athletically. I don't think anybody with sense could fully say. That she didn't deserve it. Well, no. You know, no, like she was 55 and 3. Well, no. 55 and 3 in her joints. And this is a, like an older, you know, Serena. And it's funny that she said the older Serena takes as well. Thing is now, they've been rocking it since the 90s. Let's keep that in context. The 90s. It might have been late 90s, but I know it was the 90s they were getting it in since then. So her sister, sister more then, and then her following up, but she was getting it in too. So this is the 90s up till now. And, you know, um, it, just from my memory and, you know, my brothers, I guess, watching it, me watching it with them, you know, they had a big impact on the game and, you know, they, they, that, they, they you know, they're a historical part of sports. You know, they just weren't great at it. They like, you know, almost, you know, altered their perception, especially women for women in the game. You know what I'm saying? And, um, and they just happened to look good on top of it. But you know, definitely big up to them for putting it in, getting it in. No doubt, no doubt. And also with all of this too, and I had to make a quick side mention of this. Now you know there were always going to be somebody who's going to complain about this, right? And and there were people who decided they wanted to complain, and it just showed the depth of how mad people are. I think not just a black person, but a black woman succeeds in something that was typically not seen as their arena. 
you had people talking about that uh um that um that horse who got the triple crown should have got it. American Pharaoh. And sports even sports illustrated themselves had to put out a video like look. It's called Sports Person of the Year, not Sports Horse. Which I'm glad Sports Illustrated was like, look, y'all don't be on this bullshit, guys. Don't 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 be on this petty bullshit. And of course when, you know, the black internet found out that people were complaining about it, folks got dragged from left to right and they deserved it. But think about that anger. A woman who's been doing this since the nineties who will probably Perfect. literally run the game because they're like, I'm just bored with tennis. Which might not be for another twenty years. If people want to do the senior joints. And further, people were so mad that this, you know, accomplished black woman intellectually and athletically who looks good got nominated for this thing. They were like, nah, man, I think the horse did more. <laughs> you don't get the hell out of my face, yo. That you make no damn Thanks. sense. But Thanks. anyway, man, congrats to Serena, man. That, that's what that's the main thing this is about. Like, black excellence always makes the insecure feel bad. That's not anybody else's problem but theirs. Let's <laughs> Speaking of sports back excellence real quick, shout out to Cam Newton of the Carolina Panthers, man. He's been All killing right. it. Undefeated no team as a broadcast time. No doubt. And whatnot. Black quarterback. No doubt. Which people no still doubt. give black quarterbacks crap and um nonsense or what have you. We had actually had that story a few weeks ago. We, you know, we went when we talked about that white lady who wrote that um open letter that everybody made fun of because they were like, Oh my god, he's dancing and those pelvic press, ooh, it's like all right. I mean and that's historical too, a black cute and it's a um a undefeated. That's that's a first if I'm correct. So um uh so that you know that's it's a good energy in the air. You know what I'm saying? And um, not just simply because they're black, but because, you know, we're starting to see things that we haven't necessarily seen before. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's symbolic of another energy rising. So that's a good thing. No doubt, no doubt. And, you know, dude, from all the stuff I've seen, you know, it's not just an athletic achievement. He seemed to be a generally good dude. No doubt. And, and that all makes that. Which, which you know, is, is awesome as well. And all of that, that's one of the reasons why I even talked about Serena, too. I'm like, these seem like generally good people. Besides yeah. the fact they're killing it in the, in the game. Plus, in 2015, it still seems to be weird to me, but I understand why some people act funny about stuff, because it's an illogical thing, but it's like it's been existing for a while. In terms of folks being like, well, the quarterback is, is, is a smart guy on the team, and I don't know about these black guys. It's like, what do you mean you don't know about these black guys? The majority of the NFL is black guys. That's not exaggeration. That's just fact. The, when the NFL got popular, to now, that's what it is. And yeah, yeah the cat who's, you know, shot calling, you know, the plays with his people to doing all that other type of stuff is that quarterback. And obviously, you know, even some of the people who were like talking all the trash about him earlier, those fans can't hate on the dude. Only undefeated team in the NFL. Right no. now, and they said um he's broken a few records this past year. I'm just looking on the ESPN site right quick. So he has five seasons now with at least 3,000 passing yards and 500 rushing yards, the most in no. NFL history. 
Also the fourth different quarterback to win at least 17 straight regular starts in the Super Bowl era. I mean, that's added on to the fact that that the first black QB to do that. That's added on to that. No doubt. That's a good energy right there. No doubt, no doubt. I just want to, you know, big up him and all of that. And since we were on the sports tip for a hot second. Let me see here. Let me see here. Um, on a more serious note, um, there was a mistrial declared for the first Baltimore um officer, um, who was a part of those who um killed Freddie Gray. Now, not a surprise. I'm not necessarily shocked by. It. I'm more shocked at how quickly it happened. However, they are going to put it, you know, back into the mix to to be retried. No doubt. So, on that level. That's good, but yeah, you had people from Baltimore City and Baltimore County and the jury, and I'm pretty sure even though they can't announce who did what, we know who who made it a hung jury. Okay. Baltimore City and Baltimore County have two different populations. So, you know, it's it's one of those um type of things. So, we still got a whole bunch more trials and other stuff to go. Um... The mainstream news did not get the riot porn they seem to so desire down here <laughs> when it happened. Which seriously, like, like, let's think about it. People don't really, unless it's like a huge mass amount of people, people don't check for when, when black folks are doing anything on the streets peacefully, or people of color, or good people, period. Mm-hmm. Let's just say good people as a whole. When you're doing your thing peacefully on certain and stuff, they, you know, they'll check that out for a little while and, and complain, but they're not beat for that. When something lights on fire, they can run up and be there like, see, they don't even take care of their own stuff. So, none of that happened. You know, pe- people kept it pretty cool, because there's still other ways to go. And, um, again, I hope that some justice gets done on this plane, because this is a very blatant case oh, of, wow. um, garbage and nonsense, which, unfortunately, sometimes does not get us justice, as we've seen when things have been taped and other stuff. But, um, we will see what goes down. Let's see here. Um, sad news for me as a born and bred um, D.C. metro area person, born in D.C., raised the majority of my life in Prince George's County, Maryland. Um, Howard University may sell the rights of its public TV station Spectrum. So, a, like, I literally grew up at WHUT at the PBS no, station no. in um, the area. Um, lots of local programming has come through there. Um, got Eyes on the Prize documentary. First time I ever saw that. Yeah, I saw that in Jersey first time. That was, that was, that, those were very informative, very good for young people. You know. Got a basic African American history last hundred years. And it's like, it's fairly accurate too. I mean, especially for people that don't like to read. Eyes on the prize. And it don't go back too much further than 100 years, 100, 200 years, but I guess maybe two, 300 years, but it's, it's very, it's, 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 I, I was looking back on it. That was my early, um, like, um, uh, uh, injections of consciousness about that, those, about those, uh, about that history. No doubt, no doubt. And on a side note with that, I know what's on. It used to be on PBS, a site to stream for free. I know what's on YouTube, too, so people can go ahead and check that out. But um, 
real quickly, Ryan, back to the um, story. Um, this would be very sad if they sell the Spectrum because it's literally the first public TV station that was owned and operated by a historically black institution. Um, lots of people have gotten their training and stuff over there who got into other um, aspects of broadcast TV and whatnot. Yep, yep. And while they can get the um, university millions of dollars and stuff, but it would be the end of one of the few public broadcasting institutions here that uh, caters to um, the black American and um, black diaspora experiences and whatnot that um, reaches out on a wide range. And um, there's a lot of debate about whether this is a good move or a bad move, especially because Howard University has been going through financial issues during the past few years and um what have you and um personally for me i hope they don't sell it no no since um whur is essentially a um, station at howard university but it is um corporate owned right now they still have their college station and their public tv station is pretty much the only other place that's left that has an independent media bent and um whatnot and uh yeah man um the fcc has um assigned them at a starting price of 461 million to let go of the spectrum but experts are saying that they may have to accept less and honestly we're going through all of that type of stuff like they shouldn't let it go to me yeah they shouldn't let it go it's a funny dichotomy in that one side of me is like, well, you know, this is a, this is a most um, a list of black institutions, whether they were media um, institutions, whether they were radio oriented or you know broadcasting in general, you know, having to you know do something like this or even falling off or disappearing. But another side is like, well, you know. There's a whole lot black that they, they were not covering. So, you know what I'm saying? It's a funny thing, you know what I'm saying? And, um, you know, uh, I'm not going to get too deep onto that because I don't want to be critical in that way because it's not meant to be. But, you know, I always see that, you know, and you see that, you know, in general. So, you know, but they're there to be able to provide something as an alternative. And, and, you know, and God bless. The ones who are making it happen now, you know, you know, um, and and you know the ones I guess who were doing it, and um, like you said, Fusion, you came up on that, so you know that was the early, early feeding that was needed. You know what I'm saying? So it served its purpose. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know. And it's one of those things too, where I know we're in a higher technological age. You know, hell, we're podcasting. Talking about net radio and other types of stuff, but the average person can always it has way more access to a TV right now, even with the way technology has gone. The average yeah. person still has more access to FM and AM radio. When these types of levels of media distribution start fading away and going away for various populations, that's a major problem. I agree. That's a major problem, and. For me, I'm like, yeah, I'm sure that people can stream these shows and do all other types of stuff, but it's not going to be the same as, you know, the vast majority of households in the United States have a TV. 
and they can click on that TV and see what's what. You know what I'm saying? Or people in the local area themselves can go ahead and hit that up and say what's what. Plus, on a larger level, when you talk about spectrum, you're talking about stuff that can broadcast TV, radio, internet, whatever have you. That's a major property in this country. That's a major thing to have a slice of because that costs a lot. That's a it's it's a it's a big deal. It's a very very big deal, and I think those people at Howard who want the substations aren't looking at the the situation in terms of the bigger picture. Okay. You know, and they're not even going to probably even be able to leverage it to a point where if they want to sell it, that it's going to be a big um, beneficial type of deal. But um, hopefully we will hear that they don't sell it as time goes by. And, you know, maybe they can try to modernize their studios, do other types of stuff, and, you know, up the game the way things are supposed to be. I mean, them selling that is very um, uh, symbolic of, you know, once, you know, the means of communication of how you kind of want to be seen as a black person. Once that's taken over by people who ain't black, you know what I'm saying, then, you know, a lot of things can happen. You know what I'm saying? Um, that can happen in general and, you know, I think historically, um, that, is, I mean, despite any, you know, things that, well, I won't go down that road, but uh, a lot of things can happen in the sense of the projection of us. You know what I'm saying? And I, I knew something was something was going on when they when um they had were um uh, students at Howard they had to graduate they had to take African studies classes you know what I'm saying or, or African American studies classes. just to, you know you had to take something but once they stopped that I knew that it was in a different institution because that kind of set it aside by them doing that I mean you know you can't take one class that's about that you know what I'm saying you can't take one and, you know, and so the fact that people, I guess, complained about that. See, that energy right there, and now this, now this uh-huh, that's about to become a different school. You know, the glory days of the late 80s and not 70s, late 80s and 90s, <laughs> that's gone. You know, not only with the partying aspects and the music and the culture and the good people that came, came and left, uh, but... You know, the other stuff went on with the school in the sense of administration and class and teachers, you know what I'm saying? You know, like almost the high institution of learning becoming something else, you know. Those, you know, the abandoned buildings on the Nile, those were places where people had, were learning things. You know, now they're in ruins. You see what I'm saying? It's very symbolic of, you know, becoming something else. Even though you can still see it and it's functioning, it's like almost a shell of what it was. Word up. I'm sorry. Nah, you good, you good. Yeah, man, like, um, as I said, I hope they don't do anything to that. Like, that would be a major loss for this area. That'd be a major loss for this area. Um, let's see here. Again, I'm popping all over the place with these stories I pulled up. Um, if anybody cared, um, TGT, Tyrese Genuine and Tanks Group broke up, and they had a fit about it over the internet. Mm. 
I'm more annoyed at the fact that Tyrese said they were as good as LSG, which I'm like, y'all absolutely weren't. I, I was hoping that they would, would, you know, continue to do that and like just say, okay, we're not necessarily, we all got our soul project. We became before they got together and come together and do that. I thought that they sounded good. I thought that they should have had more dance records. Less, it sounded like the album was mostly ballad. I think you should have some dancey joints on there. But I, I liked what they were doing, though. And, I, you know, I'm disappointed to hear that, you know, it sounded like there's some maybe some uh, new energy amongst them right now that caused that to happen. Like, they were the group to me. Like, they had stuff that was cool, but because of their own individual issues... Much less internal things. Like, I never felt they were going to be great. You know what I'm saying? Like, Tyrese is problematic as all hell with the way he is. Genuine, I know, has been going through stuff up and down and what have you. And Take, take I feel weird about because I'm like, Jake, he has talent. We know he writes a lot of songs for different people and what have you. But I never felt that his solo career got to a certain place. Like, it sounds like a cliche, but I never felt that he had that quote-unquote it factor. One thing I liked about them is that there were three different styles of vocalists. And, you know, all of them got their own styles, and they really don't sound like one another. I mean, mm-hmm. Tank's range and his, his tone and how he comes off is different than Tyrese's. And not that everybody sound together, sounded like each other, you know what I'm saying? And I thought that that was a good idea. I still think that's a good idea, that you can try to make that and I just think they hadn't done it enough to be able to, you know, you know, I think come out, come out with some funk shit. Funk don't always mean bass guitar or harmonic, you know, style, even though that's not part of it, but, you know, funk isn't, funk is like fly. It's an energy. It's not necessarily something that you see or sense with your senses. And, you know, I think they could still do it. You know what I'm saying? I think they could do it. So it's groups in general, not just them. But there's groups in general that I think that are like. I think TLC could still do it. And of course, T Boz isn't there, but she wasn't the main singer. So, I mean, excuse me. Left Eye was, is not there. Excuse me. T Boz and too. I mean, but I think they could still do it though. I mean, you know, the MC ain't there, but she wasn't the main vocalist. So, I mean, I think there's still a whole bunch of people that could still do it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, what's the mother cast in Baltimore? Uh, well, Drew uh, Hill is actually together. You know, I mean, I, I, I was blown away by when, when they had that joint on. Um, I, I, I had always liked them and thought they were talented, but when I saw them on that, they really only had that Keith Sweat um, reality show, and, and it was like, Drew Sweat, Drew Hill was on there with him. When I saw them, like, just off the cuff, just, just kicking shit, I was like, oh, I didn't know they were like that. And, like, and when I, after I saw that, I was just so disappointed that I didn't hear you know, off, more often, more frequently on black radio. You know what I'm saying? For whatever reason. But that's black groups in general. That's historic almost for us. But, you know, writer, you know, but for whatever reason. You know, but the talent is definitely there. Yeah, they they have their talent, but I think it's one of those situations, at least from my perspective, is that when you do stuff like this, there had to be more than where three guys have talent. There had to be a chemistry and the get along that goes I agree with that and for me I never felt that with them and I think that's a big thing that makes the glue you know that glues everything together like when people talk about like the um 
you know, LSG and whatnot, they worked because they had a genuine chemistry. Like, they had talent and stuff, but it was like, okay, I can feel these cats actually liked being in the same room around each other and singing. (laughs) These cats more felt like they sang stuff on Pro Tools and they couldn't paste it. To me. Because when you see some live videos of these cats, it's just they're like, y'all motherfuckers never really liked each other too tough. Y'all never really did. And like, for me, I guess being in my mid-30s right now, when I see some of these groups reuniting, you can tell when the chemistry is still cool in there, and when it's just, I'm trying to get a check. And it's dry. You know, especially when you see how folks, you know, move and groove each other on a live tip. And that to me almost feels worse. I'm just there like, y'all should just stay the fuck away. And left us alone and not get our hopes up. You know, like, New Edition, I think even with Bobby's ups and downs, I think they still got it. No doubt, yes. Perfect. I mean, it was, it's funny that you said New Edition because what, when you look at the unsung that are aired, perfect example of black media putting in work on songs. Um, and then you look at New Edition, New Edition, if we think of from the time they came out to now, it's those Negroes, it's the same people. Look at history. How do those jokers, when they come, it's not the same people. Just from, of course, it's a longer time period, but look from when the time span, the new edition is, let's say, 20, 25 years. And let's go back 20, 25 years from them cats from the 60s. And suddenly, a lot of them groups that when this new edition got the same cats. And, and to boot, you know, they age well. You know what I'm saying? I mean, New Edition, that, that is, is probably, and, and, and cool in the game, because, you know, it's the same members. You know what I'm saying? You know, that, that personifies, you know, you know, a, 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 a black, uh, singing group, black male singing group. And, um, putting it in and, and still putting it in and doing something that allows them to still be vibrant and look good. You know what I'm saying? You know, ain't nobody like, you know, I mean, you know, for the most part, everybody, you know, is vital. You know, even cool the game. Them jokers from the 60s when they got that award on that award show a couple of years ago. You know, for, uh, you know, a lot of them, you know, a lot of them groups from that era from the 60s ain't like that. You know, uh, still vibrant and, you know, you know, you know, originally they didn't have a lead singer. Uh, that one brother who sung Joanne, I think JT Taylor, I think it's JT Taylor, I think that's his name. But he wasn't there originally, but he came on. And, you know, they had, they had hits in the 80s. So, you know, they were six, they had hits in the 80s. So, you know, um, which was, you know, so I mean, you know, a lot of them cats, you know, I mean, not to keep talking on and dragging on about it, but New Edition was a good example. I and mean, when you see that, you know, what can you say? You know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I feel that way about, not just R&B, but I feel that way about hip hop groups. You know that? You know what I mean? Like, some group, I'm like, y'all broke up, just stay broke up. Or we might have wanted that collaboration 20 years ago. If it's not genuine, it always shows. It always shows. Most people aren't that down professionally to hate each other if behind the scenes and be good on stage. Or be good in the lab. When um it comes down to something. Unless, you know, y'all, you know, grew up and made up and made things happen. And a smooth transition into that, EPMD is working on new music and are working on a 25-year anniversary tour, which makes me feel old. 
Nah, God bless them. EPMG, EPMG. I mean, anybody that's from New um, Jersey or New York, uh, um, I would, I have to say, almost now at a certain age, um, like EPMG, or at least have some respect for them. And and they had a song you saw a little bit. Of, I mean, I was on EPMG from day one. They would have really, they would have almost the first to do the like, you know, funk sample. That was before G funk or what they were doing in the West Coast. They was the first to talk about, they was not the, one of the first to talk about guns on the record, period. You know, in the sense of, you know what I'm saying, that kind of stuff that you heard in West Coast, Instagram. So, EPMD was kind of at the fore of all of that. And they had in-house production, you know, they, they, they did their own beats and they wrote their own rhymes, so they were one of the first, almost one of the first camps to do that. Um, I think Houdini was doing that also, but EPMD was definitely doing that. And so definitely big up to them. They deserve it. EPMD deserves it. No doubt, no doubt. For people who want to know what the trend 25th anniversary um, for them is, it's 25th anniversary of the release of the Business as Usual album. Right. And whatnot. So, yeah, man. Again, one of those that I'm like, dang, it's been that long? Yeah, it's been that long. Like, my my, my teenagehood is... um. Becoming history, which feels nuts. Um, speaking of things that are going to make you feel super old, some of the first um, 2016 um, nominees for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, well, inductees actually, have been announced. And to break that down, so far they've announced Cheap Trick, Chicago, Deep Purple, Steve Miller, and NWA. And they have more honorees to be announced at a later time frame. NWA and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Because because I have I you know I, I like all music and um, I know a little bit about rock. I think everybody they named in rock should make it. All those cats that Future just named should make it. You know, just a little bit I know about them and the musicians I knew coming up who gravitated towards certain groups because of you know the musicianship on the song of those cats that she's named and I'm I'm familiar with all those groups she named and they all should. I'm surprised that Deep Purple Deep Purple from the '60s. So I, you know, they technically should have been made. You know what I'm saying? Cheap Trick is from the '70s, and I was surprised that they weren't in there. And um, I, every everybody else, yeah. So definitely big up to them. Definitely big up to them. Uh, I know. I mean, the way in there. I mean, I'm glad that they're in there, but they're in there with cats in the '60s. So, you know, their judging system is 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 very interesting over there. Yeah, like. It really is, and I personally am not mad at anybody who's there based off of um, both the earlier list of nominees. We still have more people that need to be announced, so it's not like this is it. And the fact that, um, for people who don't know the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, like it's based off of 25 years after you released your first album. You can start being considered for um, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And another thing that's why I'm like I feel old because I'm like NWA it's been twenty it has been twenty five over twenty five years crap yeah. you know I no don't get me wrong I think NWA deserves it I do believe that I think they deserve it for um you know you know for the material they did no doubt mm-hmm. like I'm not mad at it like I've seen some people get really upset about it but I'm like. If you want to look at in terms of the impact their album had at the time, with less how it has like reverberated, 
yeah. in different areas throughout the years, whether you might necessarily be a fan of that style or not, I don't think that can be denied and whatnot. Then you had at least two people who spun off to have very successful music and other careers yeah. in the realm of, you know, Dr. Dre and Ice Cube. Yeah. And um, I, just, I just don't prescribe to the definition that's been put out on, you know, cause, because I, you know, I go back a little further before that album. I remember when people were saying certain things on record. Mm-hmm. So when I attribute that talk, I don't necessarily, first thing in my mind is an NWA. NWA comes up when there's more of a big media spin behind it. And, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, as opposed to cats that I might have been hearing on the radio or from cats playing it in the, in the schoolyards, barbershops, or driving in their cars, driving down the street. You know what I'm saying? I remember hearing a lot of stuff. So, you know, but, you know, but like Fusion said, in the sense of the effect that they had and how that affected Especially cats outside of the tri-state, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut area. Definitely. No doubt about that. No doubt about that. And, and the effect they had inside of that area. There's no doubt about that either. But, you know, like I, you know, something about when you got a big media thing behind you. Um, and the work you're putting in that adds a, adds a different effect on people. And, you know, cursing and, you know, you know, of course, talk to police. That was, you know, um, you know, that was, you know, that was a very shocking record, you know. That always has to be placed in context, of course. Yeah. No doubt. And I, I look at N.W.A. like, they, I do not believe they are the originators of gangster rap. They just weren't. Yeah. They they yeah. were not. Just Ice existed way before they even got on the mic or the turntables. Much less other people. That being said, what we identify as West Coast rap in this modern day, they were cats who laid down that particular foundation and viewpoint to me. Like some of the cats with that. And, you know, that was just with them, much less we know when people spun off, you know, you naturally had the death row sound with Dr. Dre, Ice Cube doing his own thing with all of his solo joints from America's Most Wanted onward. Which actually, people sleep on America's Most Wanted. That's a very dope album that had the East Coast sound and the West Coast vibe. Yeah, that album. At the music tip. So, like, on those ends, like, when you see some of these, especially, like, the modern-day younger cats coming up, like, you gotta be like, they grew up to a lot of that from their coast. That was their source of, we're not just doing hip-hop, we're doing hip-hop that represents our area in a particular reality. Cause, I mean, I would have known shit about Compton if it wasn't for an NWA or some other type of um, joint. Um, you know, even with me being a music person, like, I, I was a kid at a certain period of time. When they heard Battery Ram, I didn't know it was about battery, the Battery Rams busting through joints that the cops had and how they were acting crazy. And for some people, they wouldn't even thought of a the aspect of police brutality at all if it wasn't for a fuck the police. No, I, I would have definitely agreed. I think it was a combination of them bringing it out there, the artistic ability combined with that. But, you know, like we said, you know, my brother was an Ice, Ice T fan. So I remember a lot of Ice shit, a lot of stuff that Ice was doing. And Ice didn't necessarily come at it. You know, I'm not talking about Cop Killer, which was became which was later, which was 
on the rock tip, but before then, I covered a lot of areas, and so did the ghetto boys. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? It, they didn't necessarily come at it with the talk, but, you know, there was definitely, you know, uh, you know, you got an idea that, you know, the police are necessarily your friends, you know, in a lot of situations. So, you know what I'm saying? I think N.W.A. just did it in a certain way, much more direct way. And that's direct in, 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 in saying it. And, you know, you know, that's more or less, I think, the difference between them and the other groups, I think, who is, you know, said things about the police. No doubt, no doubt. So that's happening in May. Again, we still have a lot more people. Who, well, it's going to be broadcast in May. It's actually going to be happening officially in April in Brooklyn, New York at the Barclays Center. Alright. And um yeah, that should be um an interesting look. So congrats to all the nominees. Um, I like all the rock groups on here personally, but again I'm a deep music person. And Chicago especially. Yeah, like, Chicago. I'm surprised they're not in there. I'm that's I'm, I'm very surprised they weren't in there beforehand. Cause yeah, their I'm stuff ranged from the from the regular rock to like um like the 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 that they had um Street Player on it is one of my favorite albums. And they said okay. that was one of the ones that didn't perform that good. Besides, okay. you know, their more known hit and stuff. Like, uh, my house heads know um, the song Street Player because it got sampled via um, Kenny Dope and the Buckethead for um, D Sounds Falling Through My Mind. And oh. um, a year or two ago, a Pitbull song had sampled um, the horn break and stuff in that. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm very surprised they were in there. But, yeah, I can't complain about this um, class. So, congratulations to everybody who got nominated. I hope, you know, more deserving folks get nominated. And, um,. We will keep moving on. Do, 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 do. Not too much more to go because we're actually making good time with the stuff I wanted to um, talk about before we got into Star Wars. Um, the officer for the Laquan McDonald shooting in Chicago has officially been indicted. No doubt. So we got to wait for another trial, another case. But this is one of those I'm like, somebody needs to be thrown in jail or and or under a bus since Chicago has been crooked for ages. This is nothing new whatsoever. And people were caught lying on the paperwork and all other types of stuff in a huge public way. Unfortunately, the majority of that had to be done by overseas media, once again. With some of their local media here and there doing things and um, research. And um, yep, it's a seven-count indictment and... Right now, he's unfortunately, the copy who shot that young man is unfortunately out on bail. But, um, yeah, we just had to wait for more information to come out from that, but I want to announce that joint. Well, let's see here. Da, 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 da. Um, quick personal note. Um, it's been 20 years since, um, one of my really good friends from, um, high school was killed. Um, during the botched robbery, um, Charles um, Marsh, a.k.a. Chuck. Um, shouts out to <clears throat> one of my um, fellow classmates who's still keeping his case alive. And they have a really um, been doing really good coverage of um, this particular story via NBC Washington and the Washington Post and other um, local news places. Um, I still remember hearing about when he died since I was not in school at the time, I had to deal with um, coming out of the hospital for a broken leg. And this was before the 24-hour news cycle where everything just came at you. And to hear the slow announcements of somebody got killed at your school, 
Um, they were a senior. You start seeing people that you've been in class before the past four years crying outside and everything, and then hearing people's name. Um, it wasn't like I never dealt with violent death before in my life or unexpected death. It was um, still very mind-blowing because he was just waiting for the bus to go home. And somebody tried to rob a dude next to him for a jacket. And um gun went off and ended up shooting him and I'm killing him. And everything. And um actually um shout out to Jeremy Bull. Um he's um currently a sergeant right now, um with um the police department here and everything. Um he's still been keeping the case alive. And um that is Really, really appreciate it. And if anybody does know information about this, there is a fund to reward anybody who can identify the um, person who um, pulled the trigger. I'm going to link the story in the show notes. I know some people have seen it through the um, Facebook page and um, other stuff. And this is the type of thing that unfortunately happens every day. And this is not going to be on some, like, hardcore political tip or whatever, whatever. I'm not going to preach about gun control or a whole bunch of other stuff, but insanity like this needs to stop. And yeah. these type of issues are multifaceted, whether it's just not being um, superficial or thinking if you don't have this type of thing, you're cool or not cool and you got to like take it or you know your life isn't going to be the same. To maybe access to weaponry, to maybe situations just being jacked up, to maybe people just being evil needing to be locked the fuck up. You know, um, yeah, it was um kind of wild seeing this stuff um brought back through. Like the people who I am in touch with from high school, we still you know all know and acknowledge and recognize the um date that he passed. Um, and yeah, it feels crazy that it's been um twenty years since this occurred and whatnot. And I hope that justice is done for um his parents and family on this plane while they are still on this plane. So, um, I just wanted to bring that up, because, yeah, that's a pretty damn personal story for me. Um, Chuck and I were in a whole lot of classes with each other, like, literally back-to-back ever since my first um, freshman year. And he was genuinely a good kid. Um, and this is not to be on the, well, they didn't make mistakes, that's why they didn't deserve to die. It's not on that type of tip, but, you know, unexpected violent death is always wet. But when you're just there, like, somebody literally did nothing and got killed... They did nothing and got killed. That just sucks. It just sucks. Like, you know, dude was a quiet kid, but, you know, cool, had, you know, the jokes and everything, really smart, kept, you know, kept kept the business together. And people's life went out like that. And for people like him, nobody deserves that. So, you know, again, if anybody knows some type of stuff, it don't make you a snitch, it don't make you crazy for putting it out there, let folks know. Let folks know. So, I just want to put that. Um, rest in peace, Chuck, and all that. Um, okay. Let me swing this on the upper end before um, we wrap this up. Um, and something that makes me happy is when racists and sexists get mad. And one of those things is um they're doing a um new theater play based off the um Harry Potter series. And for the role of Hermione Granger, um they chose a black lady. <laughs> and of course racists are pissed 
and that makes me happy on its own because I'm petty like that. But what made me even more happy was um, the author J.K. Rowling had people, you know, she's a very active um, person on Twitter and social media. And people were just there like, well, I wonder what J.K. Rowling thinks. And J.K. Rowling was pretty much like, so um, I just said that she was a um, young girl with um, curly hair. I'm fine with the casting. Well, they put it down like this. Um, here's her actual quote where she, uh, um, the people had asked her. She was like, canon. She had brown eyes, frizzy hair, and very clever. White skin was never specified. Rowling loved Black Hermione. And it had a little heart and kissy face. So the English white lady author is like, I don't care. I'm, a, I'm about that. This is cool. So all you little racist nerds can go suck one. How about that? <laughs> and this, world, this world is diverse. Like, yeah, everything is not purely about quote-unquote visual representation. I'm going to get a little more into that when right. we get to our next subject matter. Right. But this world is diverse. Why can't other people have themselves represented in quality popular culture, in quality literature? Why is, does it offend you so much to have that there? It's like when the Hunger Games came out like a few years ago. and People were mad about one of the characters being black. And the author was like, the character was black. But because you decided in your mind that they were white, you were mad that there was a black person on the screen representing this major character. Mm-hmm. That's a mental. That's a mental dysfunction. That's a mental issue. That's right. And you just need to get over that. So shout out to J.K. Rowling, man. I, I appreciate that she put that joint out there and what have you. Shout out to the people who you know booked this um young lady for um this new installment of a very big series, and I hope it's successful. Well done. And also, this young lady, too, is a Laurence Olivier award-winning um, actor. So you can't be all this there like, oh, she, and she's been a mad um, theater production in London. So this ain't, you know, nobody who's just getting in, you know, for the, I just want to put a check mark on there. Qualified no, people deserve, quali- right. deserve to be in qualified places. If, if, if she got that Laurence Olivier award, then that meant that she was chosen by people who weren't black. You know, UK... Theater British cat, so you know she deserves to be where she's at. No doubt. And let me get the young lady's name right quick. God, this one will be like it's a black lady, and not even say people's name. And I apologize in advance if I pronounce um her name wrong. It is Noma Doom Dumezwene. Dumezwene. So shout out to Noma. I hope that works out great. And I hope the play blows up, and I hope it's good. Partially because I'm not mad at the Harry Potter stuff, and partially because I'm petty and I want to rub that in people's faces. And also, and, and, and just because it's Black Lady, I'm gonna say this in two seconds: that all that Harry Potter represents is basically ancient Black sciences that Black people were doing. So the fact they had a Black person in there, you know, that just vibrationally was correct, and it was a Black female. So that's just that's just how it works historically. So, as a side note, you know, but anyway, no doubt, no doubt. And let's get into the big um bit of um news that has taken up the entire world, literally, in the pop culture realm this past week. Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Uh, both yeah. myself and the Blackhawks saw it over at the um, Smithsonian Air and Space Museum. 
on the um, IMAX theater. And we're not going to get terribly spoiler heavy, but there might be one or two things you may not want to know. So if you're that paranoid about it, you may just want to go ahead and skip for maybe like the next, what, five or so minutes and go from there. Um, I thought the movie was dope as hell. I don't necessarily want to say that it's a classic per se, but it ranks high. If I had to do like an out of 10, I'd probably be like a 8 to 8.5 out of 10. Um, it was fun. I think you don't necessarily have to be a big Star Wars fan from Jump Street to get into the story, which I think is a big thing. Yeah, that's cool. For um, this new generation of stuff, because some things I can understand it seeming very um, esoteric and all that type of stuff, but you get the basic background in like not even a few minutes, and then they just hop you right into essentially the new generation of folks with this. I liked all the actors and actresses who were up in there. I like the fact that the main protagonist, um, well, again, all the actors and actresses could act, were able to do their thing, young and old. I liked how the old school Star Wars was spun into this new story. Yeah, I like how they did that too. You know, by the actors and how they just, like, talked about stuff. Um, essentially making the past for some be a very hard reality and the past for some being a I heard these old stories type of thing. And I thought that was cool. And, I said that would uh, make sense to for them to do that. You know. It's like like in a weird way it almost reminds me of like how you might talk to an elder and they talk about like let's say the because this story takes about maybe 30, 40 years past the um, yeah. the um, old school um, Star Wars um, trilogy. So it's almost like how you would talk to like an elder about like how they were back in the day and all that. Yeah. You can get a grasp, like you might read up on stuff, you might hear stories, but you never really think it's real yeah. to a degree until you might hear certain stuff from somebody who was there. Yeah. Or that they're like, "Wow, you really did live when there were segregation signs outside." I read about it, I heard about it, but that's not my life. You could tell me about this type of thing vividly in the way they had that spun of the entire, you know. You know, Jedi versus the dark side, Steve. And I thought that was cool with um, yeah. how the younger characters related. Um, I think this is the blackest Star Wars ever. No doubt. And I'm not just talking about, you know, homeboy, <clears throat> excuse me, who played Finn. Which I think he did a great job. I think he did good with um, what he had. I'm looking forward to seeing where his character develops. Um, yeah, definitely. I think the little I think the little alien lady that was um God I, that was played by Lupita Nyong'o you could tell that was a black lady. Yeah, you could tell that. You definitely that was a black lady who came from Brooklyn and owned an alien thing, as far as uh, I'm concerned. Like that was like black grandma or black old auntie to me. And that was really one of the first times I saw like almost she she came across because I'm from I'm from and why I can see things. She uh she came across like she more was um like Caribbean, and so automatically that's black. So I automatically and all just the way the head was shaped and you, you said okay then it was cool though it was cool I like that. Yeah, and I honestly think the little I honestly think the little like cute round robot thing was black. Okay. I I think BB-8 was black. Okay. Nobody can tell me any different. The robot was giving people side eyes. It was giving folks info. It was cracking wise. And, uh, I, and that toy, honestly, 
that toy is going to be the biggest seller. I'll put more money on it. Next to lightsabers, that little cute-ass, adorable, orange-ass robot is going to sell everything. I'm a grown woman, and I want a, I want a robot toy. <laughs> After peeping that joint, because that thing was adorable. Um, I think Adam Driver made the biggest come up ever from girls to being Kylo Ren in the movie. Um, and I think his daddy issues, that's only as far as I'll go, um, played out pretty well. I like how they brought back in, um, all the old school folks, um, with, um, Princess Leia and Han Solo and Chewie. And, um, I mostly like the direction their stuff went in, because, again, I'm not going to get too spoilery and stuff. I definitely think that um, Carrie Fisher and um, Harrison Ford had great chemistry. Like, their chemistry was on point, and I thought um, that joint was cool. Um, Let me see here. The action sequences. Jesus Christ. Seeing that on the IMAX screen, they put in work. And, um, yeah, I thought the pacing was good. I mean, I had fun, and I think that's the main thing with these movies. Like, we can get into a whole lot of deeper stuff, um, and I'll just get on one quick topic on that right quick, but that's not going to take too long. But if you just tell, like, I want to see a space opera shoot em up and, you know, maybe feel a kind of way when stuff happens to certain characters and all of that and, and be eager for the next um episode of it, you're going to get all of that. And this is coming from somebody who likes Star Wars, but is not a diehard Star Wars um, fan. And lastly, in terms of why I think it's the blackest Star Wars ever, people have seen um, Finn in the Star Trooper costume. Him wanting to break away from that, to me, is probably like the most like self-liberating thing ever, to me. He got to a system he thought was jacked up, and he essentially said, fuck that. He mouths off on some people later. He gets a little worried, because it's not something that he's used to, but he comes back to the good at the end. He fights a lot of folks. And I know I've already seen like some like fuckboy think pieces when I came back home about how people felt about um, his character. He is literally the catalyst to everything good that happens in this movie. No like from from the very beginning to the end, he's the catalyst of a lot of folks getting to um certain places. Cause I'm really trying hard to not give away how certain stuff goes. But um, if there wasn't a Finn, the resistance would not be what it is. But definitely, definitely, if you're a Star Wars head, and he was a cat who was from the inside who got to a certain point. But yeah, I was let me get Star that Wars head. I was a Star Wars head official. I mean, I had toys as a kid. Um, I, if you're a Star Wars head, you'll like me. Um, there's so many places that I could go with this, but, you know, it's, we don't have a lot of time. And in general, most was not feeling that. But, um, like you said, it's definitely the blackest, which is, you know, I like to see where they go, um, what's developing the story and the characters. Um, Slightly disappointed, me and my brother, he did, he, he told me a lot about it, you know. Slightly disappointed. But I'm a sci-fi person, and see, because of where Star Wars has taken to, 
Star Wars, you know, was just some of the, um, see, I saw all them jokers in the movie scene. I saw all the three in the movie scene. So, um, as a child, so that makes a, more of a difference between as a child than as an adult. And then to see it as a child and then see it as the, of the continuation as an adult. So, if you didn't see the first Star Wars, Star Wars as a child, it's not the same. It's not the same. It wouldn't be the same. But, um, I thought that that was some of the more entertaining cinematic, you know, most times be family or close friends around. So, you know, when you, from childhood memories, good times, a lot of times that involves seeing the movie. And the family being with you and it being a good movie. Star Wars was definitely a part of that for me. A lot of times it just be my brother and his boys and I'd be the young cat pulling along. And I was always about older jokers, so I remember the survivor of the cats who was you know, vibrant and young at that time, and I'd be in a little cat seeing that. And it just was, Star Wars was the group for all of us. And you know, not to mention, you know, them bringing up, you know, you know, uh, you know, old old black religion in a format and story way, and you know, in the shoot 'em up, bang bang, like little boy, you know, fantasy ships flying around and. and it was off the hook. It was off the hook for that, buddy. for that, you know, for that. I don't know if it's as good as Return of the Jedi. Um, even though it kind of reminds you of Return of the Jedi, my brother said, and I agreed, I think it kind of reminds me of that. It definitely took aspects from other, the other movies and added to this. You can definitely see that in there. It, you know, so if you see this one, you'll see aspects from the other, from at least three, three, five, and six, which is basically the first, basically the original one. But, Four, five, and six in the sequence of, I guess, the story. But definitely, I'm going to end it here on that. And um, I de- it's definitely worth seeing on big screen. And, uh, no doubt. One of, one of the, what I thought was interesting is that one of the main pilots in the movie looked like a young Sylvester Stallone. To me, it was like young Sly Stone. And I was like, you know, it, it, it was, it, it, it kind of brought back, like, that old, it, I, when you see it, it looked like young, it kind of, you know, makes, Think of that in a way. It's like, so it kind of made it cooler. But, um, yeah, definitely. Check it out. And, I, and um, you know, big up to J.J. Abrams for putting it in for getting it in. He did, I think, did the last, the last. He did Star Trek. Uh, Transformers. He did the last Transformer movie with Mark well, I know he did Star Trek. I didn't know he did Transformers. I know he did the last um, Star Trek joints. Yeah, I think he did the, I think he did the last Transformers with the pool, which wasn't necessarily okay. better than wasn't necessarily better than the Michael Bay ones, but it was good though, and it had a good storyline. I I think people should check it for the storyline, if anything, and kind of like it alludes to other things. But yeah, definitely, this was a good movie, and um, definitely good versus good good over evil first movie, and uh, that's a good thing. No doubt, no doubt. Like J.J. Abrams and um, Disney are winning <laughs> right now. Like. They're going to make their money and then some from this flick. And um, I think it's deserved. Like, it's definitely one of those movies to me to see in the movie theater. Like, some movies you can, like, wait until it gets on Netflix or cable or whatever. This is a spectacle movie. Like, you want to be all up in the sound and the visuals and everything else. You can tell they filmed it um, in a way to give you that big, um, grand scale in a smaller level to me, something that had that big grand scale, but this, you know, kept it moving with um, Mad Max Fury Road this year. No doubt. And I think 
ironically, both films actually used film, like regular ass film. And later on did a transfer, and I think stuff like that makes a difference. I had read somewhere they said that actually they got so much film from Kodak, Kodak's going to make a profit this year. Because of Star Wars, and um, I can believe it, so good job with all y'all guys who did that flick, man. Um, it sounds like the both of us encourage people to go on ahead and see it, whether you're a diehard Star Warsista or not. And yeah, have yourself a little bit of fun this Christmas once, this Christmas and post Christmas season, um, once it comes through. Because Lord knows we live in a serious world. Sometimes you need a break. A two, three hour break ain't gonna really jack up the game and whatnot. As I said, um, we'll end up eventually getting to, um, Chirac and talking about it, which I really need to sit down and um, get a chance to peep this because the opinions are so extreme, but that's a Spike Lee movie for you. And I haven't seen it yet, but because of, I think, the impact Spike had on employing black people in the business and early movies he did, I think that alone, and of course him being from Brooklyn and, you know, me being acquainted with that area, I think that alone makes it worth that people should be black, especially should check it out. No doubt. And, huh, this is funny. Um, R. Kelly was foolish enough to do a Ask Me Anything Twitter via the Huffington Post site. And there's a video here of him leaving when people ask him about being a pedo. And I have no apologies for saying that R. Kelly is a pedophile. None. And (laughs) I'm one of these people, like, these Ask Me Anything or Ask Me Stuff things that happen on social media by now, if you can't take the heat, because eventually some type of crazy comment or question is going to get to you, don't do them. Whether you're famous for real or semi-famous or famous in quotation marks, don't do it. I had saw on um, Sunday night that they were advertising. I'm like, this is going to have, I feel bad for the social media intern who's going to have to handle that Twitter account because that shit's going to be in shambles. And I'm just seeing stuff posting up on my Facebook thing while we're talking to doing this show and um yeah it was and R. Kelly was dumb to put himself into that and yes I know he's not the first person who's done horrible things who's an entertainer and you know or it's problematic on various levels and what have you but R. Kelly works my nerves because I think he knew to attack young black women who were economically impoverished nobody else was going to really care or put it to a certain degree. I think if, you know, Becky around Whiteville got um molested, there'd be a whole different problem. Uh-huh. And um, folks would look at him um, differently. There's literally a generation of people around my age range on down who um, knew about R. Kelly going to high schools and picking up um, high school girls. Uh-huh. Where I'm like, you're a statutory rapist at best. And that's disgusting. On top of the fact that if we're keeping it 100... R. Kelly had to put out a dope album to the Chocolate Factory. And even and that wasn't we, the best album. That had really, good singles. And we really keep it at 100. R. Kelly is a very talented dude, and I'm glad for his success. But he ain't the king of R&B. I think I just, I, I, that title I see people throwing around, I'm like, it, it, it goes to show you how when black artists pass away suddenly, how how damaging it has to the, to the music. And, um, Luther Vangels is dead. Excuse me. 
Deep Evangelist has passed on, excuse me. Deep Evangelist has passed on, not dead, but, um, I don't know, I mean, Boop is still the king to me. You know what I'm saying? He's not here to do a live show, but, you know, I don't know. It's, 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 you didn't hear that type of stuff about Boop You know what I'm saying? You didn't hear about, you know, pedophilia at that. You know what I'm saying? You know, I don't, but big up to homeboy for, you know, for putting it in and writing some good songs. I mean, I'm not a hardcore fan, but I, as an artist, I can respect, you know, what he's doing and that he, he put in work and has influenced a lot of people. And I think Aisha shows as an example that a man that's straight can like women but don't have to go there with it. Because if you got, if you got, you know, that's basically what this, you know, you hear me say things about God and all that. That's basically what it summed up in, is to have control. That's, it's all summed up with the end of that. Control of one's lower self and then bringing that in unison with the higher self where you don't reject sex, but you're in, you, or, or suppress it, but you're in control as opposed to make overstepping boundaries. So you don't get caught like better in, in situations like R. Kelly or Nicki Minaj's brother. Those boundaries don't never get thought because you already, you know, you know, you, you, you already, you, you, I mean, I'm beyond the polarity because it ain't, that don't even affect me because it wouldn't be that control. But that's very important for men and women, but particularly for men because, you know, that label, that's not necessarily the label. And, you know, looking back on history, I'm pretty sure he's not the only one that had that. But, you know, oh, no. but, you know like, what I'm saying? But at, at the same time, you know, you know, um, and, you know, unfortunately, well, we gotta, we gotta cut it short. So, but, you know, big up to everybody doing this thing. And of course, big up to our talent. Hopefully, um, he can get through that. And I'm gonna put it like this. I hope he gets your shit together. And one thing that makes me irate about him is he's never been repentant about his actions. It doesn't necessarily make everything cool and crystal clear, but a lot of these cats who do stuff like this, they either either get supposed to be normal or people are twisted because they're talking about their twisted shit. Like, for R. Kelly, I'm like, dude, like, for better or for worse, and this is a situation that you put yourself into. This is one of, like, you know, one chick lied. And you got caught out there. You have a history of settling cases for doing disgusting crap like this. This is one of the reasons why I'm very harsh towards a cat like cats like him and cats like Bill Cosby. Y'all have talent. Y'all have done good things. But y'all have also done very disgusting things that you act like your talent is supposed to overshadow. And that is not how stuff works, especially that we are in a modern era. We know that certain crap happened back in the day. And certain mores and other types of things were different or certain things were able to slide unless you were extremely atrocious. In twenty in, in, the, in the 2000s, the late 90s, and late 80s, you knew that statutory rape wasn't cool. You knew that rape wasn't cool. You knew that sexual assault and other type of things were just not the wave. But you still did them. And if you didn't do them, you made a horrible mistake in not fighting them. Like, R. Kelly settled multiple cases multiple cases as Bill Cosby did and I'm like if you didn't do anything yo black man you know that people are going to always be on your case no matter what you do you would have been invincible if you were able to 
fight through all that. Mm-hmm. But you knew that something that you did something that crossed the line. Well, and no. I'm just one of those folks who I'm not forgiving of it, not just because of what they did as individuals, but because you have other simple-minded people who think that's acceptable for them to do. And um, whatnot. But um, yeah, like, I don't know, man. R. Kelly's PR people were fucking stupid. It's like, why would you even do something like that? Why set your people up for a fall like that? And um, lastly, because I know somebody's going to ask about this, I'm going to forget about it by next week because I'm going to be in trying to get into relaxation slash New Year slash birthday mode. Um, the thing that happened with Steve Harvey and the Miss America joint, I am no fan of Steve Harvey, but honestly, dude made a mistake. He announced the wrong person who won. And the video, you watch it, it looks a mess, but it wasn't done on purpose. I don't think. It would have done in a hostile way. He just jacked up on a big stage. And I'm seeing something that are going beyond the let's make some little quick jokes type of thing into a viciousness mode. Um, some people particularly because, A, Steve Harvey's not very likable, and B, some people just don't like black folks, period. They want to tear people down. Like, I'm not going, I'm not going to put up my shield for Steve Harvey. I think he's a misogynist who uses Christianity as a hustle more than anything he believes in. <laughs> I'm just gonna give one hundred. That's how I feel about. That's how I feel about the man. He's he's made some funny, you know, appearances in movies and stuff like that. But I believe he's a misogynist who hides behind a uh, black Christianity and the prosperity gospel. And I'm not for that type of shit. But the way I've seen people tear him down during this past day is like, y'all, come on now. Y'all just want to have somebody to call nigger because you can't do it to the president or some of these other people. That's and right. You're doing, and you're doing it for something that's unimportant. The Miss America pageant? It's a pageant. He didn't give away nuclear codes on there. I mean, I feel bad for the young lady who thought she won and then she didn't win. Because that joy did look dumb awkward and whatnot. People will see all these links to these stories you're talking about in the show notes. But it's like, you know, meh. You know, give... Give that bald head man a, a little bit of a break. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can't imagine embarrassing myself on the international level on TV. I don't see for a minute Steve Harvey um, being on there doing that purposely. You know, most black folks that is on TV, they're not trying to do nothing that white folks. So, from from that coming from that point alone, I know it wasn't intentional. And especially a cat like him, and I hate to say it like that, but that's just true. And 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 also goes to show you it don't necessarily matter how much they like you. You only try to sound good as your last mistake. You know what I'm saying? You get have done all that, and all of a sudden it's like you know all that you know all that other stuff before that almost didn't matter. Almost you know what I'm saying? The way people tear tear people down, but you know that's just how it goes for, no for black in, for, for for black entertainers in general. So, you know, you might as well, I don't know, it's one of those things I look at, I'm like, you might as well be yourself, because you can shuffle and do whatever all day, but when they don't want to like you for shuffling whatever all day and making some money, they're going to show that they don't like you, and they definitely showed that with Homeboy, so hopefully, you know, he learns a little bit more of a lesson and tries to straighten up and fly right. And lastly, the list end this on the up note, Into the Badlands season finale was awesome. AMC, y'all saw my tweets. Y'all right. actors saw my tweets. Um, y'all need to bring that damn show back. No doubt. It deserves a season two. If you like martial arts type of stuff, especially like the, the Shaw Brothers era type of martial arts stuff, no doubt. you're going to love this series. 
off of that alone. Like, the fight choreography is fucking incredible on the joint. And, um, all the actors I think are good. I think they got themselves a nice little universe in this, like, kind of neo-south type of Steve's and all of that. Um, I think it's definitely one of the more diverse action shows that's out there, but in a good way, because every character has an interesting story arc. Oh, and whatnot, besides being able to kick ass. Um, on this show, like, you got, you know, major women characters, you got, you know, major, you know, characters of, um, color who are, you know, men and women, all other types of stuff, and they ended on a cliffhanger. And because I'm a fan of this show, um, AMC again, y'all need to bring back this damn show. No doubt, no doubt. Y'all no had doubt. a better cliffhanger than The Walking Dead this season. No doubt. Like, you had a bunch of us on the, on our, on the, on the, um, Twitter and the computer that they're like, yo, so I'm saying, next month? Next two months? Three months? Come on, let's, let's bring it on. Like, they really did a good show with that. And people have seen me fans, fangirling about this for the past few weeks. Um, I think it's one of the um, more quality shows they've had on TV, and I don't watch too much live TV right now. Most of my stuff is either on demand or, like, via Hulu or Netflix, just because of the way, um, my work schedule, life schedule is and whatnot. This is a dope show, and I just wanted to give props on for folks who are doing an excellent job. All of the um series is on AMC's official website right now for people to stream for free. So you don't no, even no. need cable to go ahead and um check it. You know what I'm saying? Ladies and, and gentlemen. Yep. Yeah, I, I just want to throw that out there, and I know Sarah's like, and we need to wrap this shit up. So we're about to do that, so Ladies, and, that. ladies and gentlemen, we're so glad that you tuned in Try to funk in everybody with the funk. Yes, indeed, we love you all. And um, good information, of course. Sorry for a little long-winded. But, of course, I think you'll like the points and the intention. And, of course, the music. And we're going to get down because we choose it. Fuse box. So, of course, people don't lose it. Here to stay. Rocking H in every way. DJ Fusion. Shabaka Stone. Star Raw. In the... In the building, flying, blasting off. Peace, love, and here we. No doubt, no <laughs> doubt. Bringing the balance back to back radio. This is the Fuse Box Radio broadcast. We about to get into this music joint. Um, for those who um celebrate such things, um, Merry Christmas, Happy Hanukkah. Um, hope you have a dope Kwanzaa. Hope you have a dope winter break, winter solstice, or just some time to chill out before the new year ends and whatnot and we appreciate all y'all for sticking with us during this past year um each one of y'all's um ears and whatnot and spreading stuff to other people um really makes us feel appreciated and good oh, you know we've um been erratic with certain stuff this past year but we've still had people steadily um rocking with us and um yeah let's get a little slightly mushy we love you for it so Time again to this music. Make you nod your head, stop your feet. This is the syndicated Fuse Box Radio yes, Broadcast. All right, Ladies DJ Fusion, signing out. Peace. DJ Fusion. Let me tell you about this nigga named Franz. He had lots of plans involving pots and pans. With fiends for fans, he was a real mean one. Traded all his fingers in for a brain thumb. Posable, all weight was unloadable. Despite his deformity, all guns are holdable. Had his boys on some soldier bowl. They were risking their lives saying their actions are notable. Apart for a purple heart His brother had a strong start But the kid likes street smarts Hey, meet James He works at Ames To get a discount on M&M's And video games He 
said his co-workers were lanes without brains Cause he had struck a couple goals for which he had aimed This nigga used to buy grams from friends uptown Before he was bucked down, connection is fucked now Six years passed and he's still there Helping this old lady with the bean stairs Shopping in a wheelchair Her name was Claire, but she changed it to Greta To help avoid a stalker with a vendetta The cat sent her ten letters Saying she was a hag to be bagged in leather And very soon in a living room he met her Well-dressed nightmare in a cashmere sweater with some death in his eye Tattoo a Satan high Right leg in the thigh He just wanna see How you respond When he give thrust To a knife From his powerful arm And finally Police chief Officer Brief Who received a phone call From the nearly deceased He lost his gentle side At the homicide attempt scene Now every single thought Of murder is tempted He couldn't ask For a bigger day The following week He spent his time Staring at exhibit A A bloody knife That bore flesh And bone marrow And just before He headed home To his wife Carol Reported suicide On the other side of town Printing mother Claims little girl is falling down He's on the scene seeing paramedics on the ground Mom and daddy ain't moving boy hiding in his movement His fellow officers are all trying to subdue him Head shaking disbelief saying he ain't human Next I'm assuming that the media is clued Displayed on the tube in the room you're now clued Your spirits absorbed in generators and tanks Data banks you're retracing your steps and true blanks Look at all these lives to waste It's a dark space Adrenaline starts to pump increasing your heart rate Your car now imagination is gone wild You look into the mirror then you tell me who walked out I'm coming to see you and I don't want to be you when I'm talking to you. 
How damn niggas really trying to talk shit when I got an AK? I'm gonna pop off quick, back off quick. If you know what was good, I'll fuck around and make me ring the Mac off, dick. Funny how a lot of niggas be talking and shouting like they bout it and really be doing something, but I doubt it. Like, give me just a second. You fucking little loser, you talk a little reckless. I got a little Google, leave your brain up on the head, Wesley. I'ma give it to you and take away your necklace and give it to my shooter. Send you the troubles down the train like Rota Ruta. Throw your body in the ocean with a couple barracuda. Got shots that lay you down and make you do a sit up. That lay you down again and really twist your whole shit up. Fuck around and get hit up. That's the one nigga dead off the balcony. Right after we throw your fucking head off. Better get down, nigga, better lay down, cause I'm coming in. Round is just so hell. Well, I'm all fucking jumping up in the club, but they ain't know when I'm coming up. I got a nine, it's quick to annihilate it. If you violate, see I'm coming up. Motherfucker, see I'm coming to see you, and I don't want to be you when I'm talking. Provide the best delivery. 
DJ Fusion.
now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion. Let's slide, let's slide, let's slide, let's slide, let's slide. 
deep in the mix. With Fusebox Radio's DJ Fusion. Hey there, music world, you've been keeping them waiting. These are my highs and lows. You've been depriving the mother real, been on a vacation. No matter where we go. If you ask me all around the world, I think they sleeping. But we here sing you a lullaby. I'm loving my heart for the other side. Bye, 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 bye. The street said I'm either supposed to be in jail or dead. My uncle told me before he died to watch for these whores. Before I wake up in the bed in the morning next to a horse head. Probably why I'm war bred. Probably why my self-portrait should be a Porsche with bar tires and portraits. Symbolize my upward swim. Uh. Nigga, we ain't go to no NBA. All we know is the sweet rappers up the K. Looking like I'm trying to break leaves on a windy day. So leave me out of your carnivore. Be hysterics. When the last time you seen a carnivore eat a carrot? When's the last rhyme you heard that had you trying to find your words? Such absurd verbs do not disturb. Blurb slid to the curb. He's not the first herb written on a mirror. Blurred rap guys is buying by like flies on a turd. Primo and Royce surprise him out of iron and scurred. Slur intended, demented, got some nerve. Got no patience and a little perturbed, you heard. Guessing with more questions than answers. Why they started rhyming should have just remained dancers. It's better hearts than counting cards at the Luxor. Carbon fiber black mask, asking what the fuck talks for. Deluxe war, to whom it may concern. It's too late to burn, doom, you wait your turn. Hey there, music world, you've been keeping them waiting. These are my highs and lows. You've been deprived in the mother real, been on a vacation. No matter where we go. If you ask me all around the world, I think they sleeping. But we here to sing you a lullaby. Got no love in my heart for the other side. Bye, 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 bye. I remember being broke, playing little brother out my mother whip. Now I got some shit look like the mothership. Now my little brother got my other whip. Having to return it back to me is exactly what he think the meaning of struggle is. People compliment my grind. They wonder how I stayed as clean. Coming from Michigan, you don't seem to age. That's because I don't whine about the state of things. Hating on others will get you old quick. So I just salute and let my flow switch. Taking my shit to the highest of levels, combining everything that I've developed since 99. My style just seems to get better and better. Hopping out the custom Corvette, same hustle, ready for whatever. Woo. Not a mushroom portobello. Woo. I'm a true storyteller. Uh, uh. Right on. Hey, them music world, you've been keeping them waiting. These are my highs and lows. You've been deprived in the mother real, been on a vacation. No matter where we go. If you ask me all around the world, I think they sleeping. But we here to sing you a lullaby. I got no love in my heart for the other side. Bye, 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 bye. Grab the microphone like he smack a rapper iPhone. Prime time, time's up, dial tone, smile zone. Show your teeth, don't rattle while prone. Old, get his file on, gone since child grown. On the count, check, or catch a pound next. For clowning around for wreck, no disrespect. Tended, said it, and meant it. Before it's invented, get it, did it, spent it. Keep the change. He needs that receipt, thanks. MCs eat franks, regardless of street rank. They feet stank. We never leave the beat blank. Masterpiece theater, we the no limit think tank. Love to hit the club with my nigga, cause when we drank, he think he a pimp, but he can't see that them three skanks look nothing like Salida E Banks. Wake up in the morning like G thanks. Took a load of polymath, Raleigh boy, rap gang, Raleigh boys, never with the same sound. Crazy like James Brown on Polydor, sniffing cocaine off of a bodyboard. Quick to 86, your top five. Be not in yours. Why so serious? What y'all melancholy for? Against us, you never score at all. Never headline a tour at all. Y'all Flintstone chewables fucking with Toradols. Now who you wanna call? Take a hey, the music world. You've been keeping them waiting. These are my highs and lows. You've been depriving the mother real. Been on a vacation. No 
sing you a lullaby. I got no love in my heart for the other side. Bye 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 bye. I wrap circles around them. Wrap circles around them. Circles around them. This is the difference between y'all niggas and real rap. I rap circles around them. Crime. You are now listening to Fusebox Radio. Yo, if you scared, get a dog, yo. Get a strong, like a like a Rottweiler or a boxer dog, not a, a Pomeranian dog. Rather than wine in the war zone, it's ace eye in the line, the witch in the wardrobe. I be just trying to warn folks, some be going nut, hold lower torso in your horoscope. Give me a break, I'll be walking dead, give me a base. Watch for walking dead, eating your brains. I rub the struggle, spite the subtle taste of card boy sand in the place to be by the grace of God. I step in the arena, bump and step in the arena. Green wave bears, no gray hair, but a patina. Don't play fair, you can tell by how he shares pizza. The 6040 special from a porky Ebenezer, Ebelice La Bonita. Brace for the brain rot. Four eyes, corners like a marble in a maze box. Set your faces, obey or catch the vapors. My one, two, unscrew a player from his trainers. So it appears we do not get along. Say what? So back up off again. Say what? And if you scared, get a dog. So it appears we do not get along. Say what? So back up off again. Say what? And if you scared, get a dog. Dapple, dapple, rappers like crabs in a barrel Getting trapped and blanched and snap crackled I'm Ginsburg interning at the Magic Castle I'm Bob Ross, happy accidents and rat afro Back in a tad whacker with laughably bad graphics The class act traveling batches of Mad Maxes And savages who still haven't changed out of their pajamas Luckily I never show up on your cameras, it's bananas I sit and meditate until the answer comes Send this back and teaching rappers how to spell chrysanthemum From holding hands with cats that barely knew the half I barely even knew the half of them But keep the Valentine's Day home court Sonic cat calls from the steps Job plants, bacon and eggs for cooler heads Hedging my bets Force a habit had me almost care But I nipped it in the butt And now I'm almost dead so it appears we do not get along. Say what? So back up off again and fall. Say what? And if you scared, get a dog. So it appears we do not get along. Say what? So back up off again and fall. Say what? And if you scared, get a dog. Grace got good graces and oh no. Hot death, fall closest to slow-mo. My skin is amber like a ripened bud. My adversaries trying to spill my capillaries full of Viking blood. I seldom like what they be hyping up. So people want to fight and tell me lighten up. What? I'm just trying to lighten them. Beyond you, I just didn't think it's slamming. My t-shirt isn't pink, it's salmon. Old school, new school, no school. These baselines ain't raised no fool. Ain't say wall at a homeroom. Heads up, show up in a throne room. Hoping for a breadcrumb. Throw up in a showroom. Wait, show him how the road do. March to his own with the clone proof. Songbirds perched on my finger at the window. Admittedly, the rest of my life is a... So it appears we do not get along. Say what? So back up off again. Say what? And if you scared, get a dog. So it appears we do not get along. Say what? So back up off again. Say what? And if you scared, get a dog. Yo, get a... 
Get a husky that looks like a wolf. Get a Iditarod. You know the dogs that run the Iditarod. Get a dog from the Iditarod. Which is supposed to be a, a tough dog. You're now listening to Fusebox Radio with DJ Fusion. Yeah. The FD. Let's get the on the stage holding the microphone without a rage scolding it ain't a word of representing from the age golden expertise trustees to be fresh got it locked a slim jam cut keys to success this cap in a lot a writer's why tapping like spots i'm scrapping you guys you're hoping tiger rappers with lies the vulgar disguise the crack glamour grills in the glint you pulverize like a jackhammer drills you the bits told your heads at it chump very dingo that stranded we gon' change this rap game if we got to single-handed back with popular advantage the group about to follow bit of born for you to swallow seems you relatively hollow with your crafting and surmise see we spent countless years crafting and revising put tangibility from the heart the flow splendid those who retain versatility and the thought should be commended no question we came in a rock your whole section no question we're claiming our spot with full reflection no question our reign at the top is most destined no question now let's start up the session no question the veteran shot mellow with EX no question respect this is not set the real yes no question together we'll die repping the BS no question Yo, who the fuck wanna wage war with the brothers that blaze war? Plus, fucking rugged like the buzz of a chainsaw. If your hand ain't raised, you're a sucker that ain't sure. Tell your clan, make way, don't come up to the stage floor. First division's in the building, we rush through the main door. On a mission to position this culture to stay pure and govern the lay laws. That's what I was trained for. Ever since the year 1984, we remain on the hunt for the same cure. Been in it for the love of the game, and we gunning to claim more FD. Running this thing from the under to rain, death beats. Frame. MCs, fighting on either one of us is insane. Duck and cover, you're gonna need it from the thunder and rain. The sun will frame, but coming as long as we rep the BS, no question. <laughs> Tell that start up the session, no question. We came here to rock your whole no, section, no question. We claiming our spot with no flexing, no question. Our reign at the top is no testing, no question. Tell that start up the session, no question. The veteran shot mellow with EX, no question. Respect this is not seven with BS, no question. Together we'll die, repping the BS, no question. You are now listening to Fusebox Radio. on this money and i keep that money on me now we blowing on that potent rolling vibing with my homies sets from the show me so show me how high that you could go now we driving slow sipping on something riding through the moat i want the money whoever shall disagree can suck it yeah. it ain't a secret so peep it i'm trying to scrooge mcduck uh-huh. eating off thousand dollars shit that i did right i get the cream but can't remember eating at midnight right. it's just as well must have 
off the nail with a gremlin. Then again, can't pretend that I'm not a sinner with synonyms. They don't put us on pedestals. High check, Eminem and them. Look at me being Christian. I listen, then I'm forgiving them. Don't get it twisted, you bitches. Listen for this is closely. Spit in the face of a monkey trying to diss an OG. You wigging out, you get your whole damn hood sprayed up. I'm off my rocker like an old man stood straight up. Been executed, rebooted, gotta be rare. Still might post up in the pick with a chick. I gotta be fair. My bottom dollar is bloody, buddy. Beware if they doling out the ducats. Well, fuck it, I'ma be there. Yo, where my mind is on this money, and I keep that money on me. Now we blowing on that potent roll. And vibing with my homies, Seth from the show me. So show me how high that you could go. Now we driving slow, sipping on something, riding through the moat. 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 Rowie from the show me. Now show me how high that you could go. Play or play on if you're wicked and say your seance. Pray or be prayed upon. I'm shining when they throw the shade on. I'm sorry I'm late. Leaving early, I never stay long. When I'm on my James Bond, all y'all kitties can play with crayons. Ah, city liaison lace me with a key. She hold connection VIP. Special guesting for me and my soul collective. VSOP, I keep my letters signed with O's and X's. Owner, let me close the section. Sex is a loaded weapon. Sipping Amarone or Brunello from the Monticello. Slanted, I observe through the the decanter, I'm the calmest fellow Accompanied by something dangerous Walking on stilettos, talking over Contracts in the back, the dough was all but Settled on my level, fire flower Resembled Emerald City, sweaty Hippies hold me down, no my nose is Rose petal picky, love me, she love me Not, we translucent to opaque Gave the bouquet the okay, and relocated To home base, Yo, still my mind is on this money, and I keep that money on me Now we blowing on that potent, rolling Vibing with my homies, Seth from the Show me, so show me how high that you could go now we driving slow, sipping on something, riding through the moat. 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 Bro, we from the show me now. Show me how high it's you can go. Seconds from success 
I fucked up. I should've opened up more to you, but I was stuck. Being so selfish until I self-destruct. Knock, knock, knock on wood, knock on wood. You have the best pussy, pussy in the hood. Five-star gap, camel toe looking good. Man, I fucked up, and yeah, I wish I could. Touch it one more time, but could touch it one more time. time. Love it like it's mine, mine. fuck it from behind. Remember peanut coladas with fresh coconuts. All those Moscow mules inside the copper cups. Up in Malibu, soaking up the sun rays, relaxing every day of the week like it was Sunday. You were special. How could I let you go? I made a big mistake. Ooh, I made a big mistake. Back, but I lost my heart. 
into a black hole. Ladies and gentlemen, Juicebox Radio Show.
trust in their authority.
your mommy how bad do you want it Want it just like that Cowboy you want me to set on my pony Play truth the death Touch me like that And love it, you love it, you love it, Interface with Cosmos Fusebox Radio Show.
microphone and give me what you got. Drop it like a shot, screw, drop it like a shot. Pick up your microphone, sound rock the spot. Yeah. This is it, scope, no practice. I'm flipping on niggas like little kids on the mattress. You know my style, baby, far from the PJs. My lyrics so fat, they too dope for loco DJs. So hear me out, no doubt, no need for screaming. My boys in the back, cracking your juice and they scheming. Why did he step to me? I hit them, bow, boot out, knocked out those fronts, cause the kit was mad fragile. No need for beef cheap, I'm rolling mad deep. So pick up your teeth, I got them shaking like a leaf. Not trying to scare you, I just wanna aware you. I bet you won't even look at my face. What, 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 what? I dare you. Punk, please, yo, I'm nice with these. Why you guarding your grill? I be beating up your kidneys. Me and my boys with the fat tech nines. With my joint cock back in case a punk tried to take mines. Where I'm from, there's no need for hesitation. We cock and squeeze, now it's the doctor for this patient. He's dripping blood, now he's down to his last breath. But he won't make it, cause he knows that my joint is death. The ill type of Brooklyn artist who rocks the hardest. Regardless who you know and where you're from, I pull your five. Brooklyn style. Here is the street, here is the street, Open to the microphone, tell her Caught up in the rapture with skills you can't capture. My adversaries can vex, and perhaps you would like to see me pick the mind when I speak the wise poetry and I hypnotize. The mind of a man that can't prove himself equivalent. Talking a good one, but ain't no haps on delivering. I can't believe that you got the nerve. Try to play the game like an everyday herb When rappers bite my style like a mockingbird bird Word, so F what you heard Who needs that comprehend these facts Hip-hop, I got it locked down just like these rats And just to see another rapper thinking he can take my stand I'm pissed off, man That and you don't stop, yo I'm coming through your body like antibiotics Give it to me, taught it Niggas that messed up and got me started My brain is chicken There's no wrong, there's no rules Punks with their mouth that's getting stuck for their juice Cornball rappers, no skills, they mad fake Hey audience, you wanna see him? I bring him out like Ricky Lake Now he's embarrassed, water fills his eyes He cries, he cries, and he cries My style pounds the nation I get green like immigration But wait a minute, I'm not the Haitian See, throws the cut to the be perfect timing and Keeps me on track with my new style of rhyming. Well, tell me what you see and affect the rise when you check your eyes, baby. Recognize this the Boris jump to make the verse in the chorus pump with rhyme skills that's retarded like Forrest Gump. I rip it apart with the art. It's a case of whether we get the heart to come and try to start. <laughs> Forget the step and form this lyrical weapon because my rhymes is a one eight seven, and this is for those that don't know the half. I wanna see just how well you know your math. So in case a rapper wanna get out of line. How many times does 16 go in a nine? Booyaka, ain't it fucking true, you know? Being Asiatic, tell me what we gonna do with ya. Uh-huh, it's not wise to press your luck with me. I leave rappers looking away saying, please don't let them mm, with me. Like that, not like shot. Booty bandits, Brooklyn, Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to Fusebox's ADO show. We grow wise, upset the setup, the element of surprise is the setup. It's time to upset the setup. Though they conspire, fake us to make us retire. With the burning desire, we make it out of the crossfire. Thoughts are higher. 
elevated and focused while the path is narrow for those like us. Primo beats for focus to meditate like Zen with the will and the strength of a million men while billions are spent where nothing is meant. It's been that way for a while, so much is coming and went. But I'm confident a few are due to redeem their respective kingdoms with an abundance of queens. So if I were to scheme, it would be on a real dream, like forming effective teams to filter the smoke screens. Utopian genes don't even know the true enemy. A fan of big and a pop, and plus they both were friends to me. Past trivial pursuits like East and West Coast feuds come against me on the mic. Many and most will lose, like most dudes. I love this hip hop and this rap stuff, but I don't like the shows with an ignorant act up. While someone be ripping it, they be in the crowd wilding. Flipping on kids for the chains and medallions, or the kid they don't like from a beat from way back, and decide that's the night, perfect time for payback. It's whack for the group, plus the others who came to see a fat ass show. Instead, there's bullets to play. We grow wise, upset the setup, the element of surprise is the setup. It's time to upset the setup. Still waters run deep. This is leads and death. Quiet is kept. They slap. We crept. Society put the squeeze on them seas like iron grips of death. From here on in, peace and blessings, long cherish your breath. Gifted a rhyme, you, now how we do, stay true. Follow through, lay down the law, cause it's probable and overdue. All systems overdue, my guns know me. I only hold a few, my nigga, for only a few hold me. Never forget the ones before me. My mama told me sacrifice for the ones behind me, leading the seas blindly. Black on black, crime to me. Inclined to refine my creed, I eat, think, and lead. Conceive to make the beast bleed. Enhanced stores like Trees, force the earth, three fourths. Let my offspring feed on me. Cooper's elect, that's costly. Often found on enemy ground. Woe to those that don't know how we get down. It sounds speed, we breathe. No more can find a blind greed of self destructive deeds. Heed my freedom, war cry, of course, and memoir. On my peeps that died, the loved ones alive. Reinforce and fly high as I lie, so shall I. From New to Cali, next plateau, you and I burst soon. Unleash the black rain, show them who in control Electro, magnetic, pull on the hole Elders told us bang out, till we sitting on small The strongest way to roll, the only way I know Underground railroad on track, no physical or mental chain Can shackle that
can't trust, dealing with lust, seen him at the ball games with James, something in the street wing, bang bang, making it hard for you to do your thing, thing. something in the street wing, bang bang, making it hard for you to do your thing, thing. something in the whole wing, the boss cut a wing, something in the whole wing, the box cut a wing, these are the bones, bones from the grave, the Houdini, Rhymes only noodles sprinkled through your Henry. Climb like the deficit, profits, death threats to Israel. Slid through Bethlehem, bong on one wheel. Syringes, rubber bands, needles, the 60s. Granddaddy Caddy was coughing six D's. Be gosh, all that, Oscars jumpers. Pink champagne, brown paper bags, roll the wall bumpers. These in the camera guys, cause tearing your eyes, sweat on the hammer fly. Ways of the samurai, news flash bulletin. Guards on the prowl, we full again. Rough men, scuff Tim's, sonic, bionic lens, Rizzo console. Is it Bush or the Dole? Front row the Super Bowl, black gold in my soul. On a whole stroll, don't go, boy. You on parole? You don't know? Someone in the back went clack clack. Money is stacked, now bust your gun clack clack. Someone in the back went clack clack. Money is stacked, now bust your gun clack clack. Made them throw their hands up, but then lay flat. Rat pack, eat up the average alley cat. Prepare for the impact when we call back. Known the drop backs that crack your hard hat. Must I show and prove? Trust I, bust I, make your head spin like chrome 20s on the buggy I bends. Who contends? Woo like the super friends. Who's your rhyming hero? Wu Tang rules again. Someone in the back went clack clack. Money is stacked. Now bust your gun clack clack. Someone in the back went clack clack. Money is stacked, now bust your gun, clack, clack. Yo, something in the street went bang, bang. Making it hard for you to do your thing, thing. Something in the street went bang, bang. Something in the whole went The box cut a wing. Something in the whole went The box cut a wing. Something in the slum would rump, pump, pump. Something in the slum would rump, pump, pump. Here comes the sun behind the sun, bringing the funker up at once. Few box. Yes, we're gonna rock on. You are listening to the Galactic Funk Zone. Dude, check Fusebox Radio. Check them.
Get back there today. Pick up the sun behind the sun, bring in the funker up at once. Fuse box. Yes, we gonna rock on. Radio. Check them.
Till your mammy about that be granted, damn it. Radio.
are listening to the Galactic Funk Zone.
Jake back dirty dead. The Black Hawk is in the building. Back day to day.
You can listen to the Fusebox radio broadcast via iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Podcast Addict, and your other favorite podcast players. Check out the Fusebox Radio's official website for our latest episodes, events, and more at FuseboxRadioOnline.com. You can also visit us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Fusebox Radio Show, Twitter at Twitter.com slash Fusebox Radio, and Instagram at Instagram.com slash Fusebox Radio. Feel free to contact us at FuseboxRadio at gmail.com to submit music for airplay consideration, 